Good morning. Welcome to the Sunday morning, Barn Sunday morning meeting. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your emails, your letters, and your phone calls. Uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. We are opening up the phone lines, uh, and if you have any questions concerning the topic today, feel free to call in. You can also email us. The phone number is 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND, B-O-N-D. Uh, and also the email is church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. Put your name and town on your email. And uh, we do have the lines open now. Is that right, Hermes? The lines are open now, so um, um, feel free to call in. Okay, good morning to everybody here, too. Good morning. I uh, appreciate you guys showing up today. I did not feel like showing up. I wanted to stay home. <laughs> For another 4th of July, you know, long weekend, but thank you for coming. Apparently, this is important to you. I, um, you know, the one thing that is happening to me as I am teaching you guys is that, and ladies, I am learning a lot myself. And um, having to present these meetings every Sunday morning and having to present a radio show every day it is absolutely forcing me to become the best person that I can possibly become. And what I've noticed, or what I am noticing, is that life is like unfolding for me. I am discovering so much about life that it is it's mind-blowing, you know, because I'm learning things about life that I never, I mean, that I never knew existed. I'm learning the right way to live life. And I realized that everything that I've been taught have been wrong. I've been taught, and I think in many cases with good intention. You know, I think the folks were doing the best that they could do, but they just couldn't see. But when they were teaching me, they were shedding me down or, or, or taking me away from my life rather than bringing me closer to it. Because they were teaching me so much knowledge and without any understanding and I had no idea, until now, I had no idea how far away from life that I had uh, become or gone away from. And I had been struggling with life unnecessarily because I couldn't really see, you know, how to live. And you guys are forcing me to really find that path, and I appreciate it. So even when you come here and you haven't had a life during the week, you just out there floating around, <laughs> you're still you're still forcing me to have a life and I appreciate it so you can just still just show up and sit in the chair and force me to have something to tell you right? but I want you to know that what I'm discovering about life is inside of all of us you know, inside of all of us God said seek first the kingdom of God and his right way and everything will be added he also said um there are things that are hidden from the foolish, people that, you know, crazy, right? But there are these things that are, are revealed to those who are seeking it. And I just want to encourage you to seek what is right. And you should put that before anything else, before money, before marriage, before anything, before yourself. Seek what is right first, and you're going to discover stuff that's been shed off from you. But yeah, it's right there with you. 
And I'm having a good time doing it. So thank you so much for the help you're giving me. If you guys, if you're not learning, it's not my fault. So don't blame me. When you get to those pearly white gates, he's going to say, Jesse showed up every day. And he tried to tell you guys, but you wouldn't listen. And it is easy. It is fun. And it is all the way, all the way. I was riding, riding in my car yesterday because I discovered something yesterday morning, something revealed to me. I'm like, wow, it is something else that this is the way it is. And all this time I've been thinking that it was another way. And I'm thinking, how do people find something if they don't know that it's hidden from them? Because a lot of people don't know that this other reality is hidden away from them. They'll go through whole life struggling because the average preacher don't even know it. And he's not going to tell you because he doesn't know. Your daddy don't know. Your mother don't know. So how do you find something that you don't even know is hidden, right? But if you read the Bible, said, that's why he tells us to seek it, to look for it. And there are all kinds of clues in the Bible, simple little um, tips on where to look, how to look, and why to look. It's just there, but we still miss it. So my purpose is to help you to wake up to that and learn from it. Um, what I want to talk about today, unless you guys have something else on your mind, maybe y'all had a week, had a life this week, but I want to talk about your life. You know, a lot of people talk about their life, how bad their life is, or how good their life is. And I want to talk about your life and, and hope to get you to better understand it and how to live it. Because if you can understand and how to live it, it is great. It is absolutely fine. So, um, how should I do it? Anybody have any questions about your life, or should I ask you? Have you thought about your life, whether you have a good life or not? Anybody? You do have a great life. Yeah, you do. You too, Robert. You have a great life. And what makes your life great? overcome challenges and uh, meet the challenges with uh, patience and grace. Okay. And you say you have a great life too. And I said, now take it back because there's some things in my life <laughs> that, I, that I want to experience, but I'm not. But I, I have learned to understand that um, it's like it goes along with my desire. The more I desire that thing, all I have to do is put my energy into it and seek it, and then it will manifest for me. But, so, but I understand it for some things, but for some things I, you know, I don't use those principles. Right. So, but overall, I just feel like now lately more so the understanding of that yeah. helps me have just like, I don't have to trip off of nothing that's happening. I don't care how bad it is. I don't, I don't have to give my energy over to it. And I know that um, it says right in the word that my food, shelter, and live this day. Yeah. You know, and I just stay kind of like that. And It's funny, too. A lot of people hear that, read that, and, you know, you heard the preacher say, don't worry, God will provide for you. But yet people worry. They do. Christians worry. <laughs> you know, they read the scripture, yet they worry. I yeah. get mad at Christians all the time because I do hair, and so I um, people tell me their problems all the time. And I used to have these great things. Uh, well, you know, I used to have these great philosophies or whatever on how you acquire that um, 
thing that you want. Yeah. And now I'm just like, you know what, I'm sorry. All I can do is tell you, you know, to, to pray to God and, ask, you know, go to God for everything that you need. And then I would say, aren't you a Christian? Don't you go to church every <laughs> Sunday? Why is it that you, now I'm more like, I read the word too, but now it's more like literal to me. Like, all I have to do is that. Let me just try it. And then when I get it, I'm like, guess what? Yeah. But they won't try it. Yeah. They won't try it. That's a very good point. You tell people, you know, I, I say all the time when you pray, just get up every morning, be still, and know the truth. And people won't even do that. You know, they won't just, they're, they're so, I don't know, it's weird. They're not in tune <coughs> to really seeking what is right. And so if they were in tune, they'd get up and do the simple thing like having their prayer, right? But they will not do that either. And yet they complain when God doesn't answer their prayers. And he's not going to do it because he said that he only answered the prayers of a righteous man. You know? And so um, if you're not righteous and you're just faking it and shaking it, it's not going to work. You're going to have to hustle and pretend like God gave it to you. <laughs> you got to steal it and then say, oh, it's from the Lord. But you got to... <laughs> Because you're too embarrassed for people to know that you're a Christian and God is not working, right? So you start lying about him. Well, the Lord gave me this. And when you lied and stole and did everything else to get it. Uh, how about your life? Are you having a good life? I think overall I am, but I'm not uh, happy at this very moment. Why not? Just, you know, it's life that happens. But I have a good overall outlook, and I know that whenever you go through dark periods in your life, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, and you know that God is carrying me. I know that God is carrying me, and he's revealing things that I need to know, right. and he's bringing me closer to him. Okay, and if so what are you unhappy about, if you know that for sure? Um, I'm unhappy about my family life right now. You are? Uh, what's wrong with it? It's not 100% at this time. And, and what is 100% to you? Well, um... He's Avatar. Yeah, you are. Um, He's what? <laughs> He's what? Avataring. Oh. Uh, yeah, you I'm avataring. face what it really... To yeah. say what Get it really down is. to the nucleus of Yeah, what is 100% to you? Um, well, right now my household is in shambles because... My husband and I are having major issues at this time. Uh, how long have you been married? We've been uh, married for less than a year. We've been together for 12 years. Really? Did you live together for 12 years? Mm -hmm. You lived together for 12 years. And then you got married a year ago. Yeah. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Why did you wait so long? That's a good question. And the answer is? I really don't know why I waited this long. <coughs> yeah. I have no idea. And once you got married, everything got worse, became worse. Absolutely. It did. And do you know why that happened that way? There are different perspectives. One could be that, uh, you know, we were doing what we wanted to do. And so Satan didn't feel like he needed to bother us. So everything just went smooth sailing. And then the moment we got married, he was like, oh, no, 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 no. So now I have to make sure that I tear you guys apart. You have a, a, a point, but I don't think you quite understand it, but you're making a very good point. Uh, when you guys were living together for 12 years, were you Christians, both of you? 
or Christian? I would say that um, I grew up in a very religious household, and I would say that I am, but no, he's not. He, he doesn't know anything about. So you were living with him as a Christian, and he was living with you as uh, a, 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 a sinner, not, not born again or whatever, right? Right. Right. So as a Christian, how did you convince yourself to live that way? I don't know. We had children, so... Did you I think you were doing the right thing? No, I knew I was never doing the right thing. But for 12 years yet, you did it. 11 years, absolutely. 11 years yet, you mm -hmm. did it. And did you ever question, why am I doing this? Uh -huh. And call myself a woman of God? Right. And what would you come up with? There is no good answer to that. No. Let me tell you why it's not working now. Because you guys were living in hell. You weren't married, so you're already in hell. So you're right about that. So Satan didn't have to bother you about it because you're already there. So why bother you if you're there? And so when you got married, you got married in hell. And so you're still in hell. So that's all that's going on. And, and that's why I encourage men and women not to, get, not to live together until they get married. Because when you're living together, you have no, there's no way God can help you. You're on your own. You're with the other guy. And it's just nothing but hell being built up. <coughs> And so, um, and, uh, but if you wait until, you know, you get married, at least you got a, a way for God to come in and help you because you're following his orders. Even if we do it, most people get married for the wrong reason anyway. They marry the wrong person, all that kind of stuff. But the fact that you're doing it under the umbrella of marriage, at least you have somebody you can call out to. And so, but when you get live together like that, your yeah, father is the devil. There were times when I wanted to pray about certain things, and I'm like, you can't go to God for this. You're not even married. You're trying to do it your way. Well, you could have gone to him and, and just said, you know what, I realize I'm wrong in what I'm doing, and then left that situation. And then you had you and your boyfriend live separately and try to work this thing out and come together in the right way. So you could have gone to him to apologize mm -hmm. and get out of it. But that's not what you did, you know, mm -hmm. and that's why you're suffering. Um, is he a Christian now, in your opinion? Your husband? No. no. And you are a Christian woman? You are. Okay. And, and you want things to be better now, right? Of course. And may I tell you how to make it better? Sure. You need to stop looking at him and stop judging him, and you need to live upright. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you know the right way, then you need to be the light. You need to be an example so that he can see the right way to go. But you're judging him, and all you're doing is adding to the hell that's there. And you blame him for the hell instead of realizing that you're bringing that hell in there. So you need to drop your resentment toward him because he's not to blame for what you have done. Both of you guys came into this thing together. Even though, you know, you expect a man to be the better example, but, you know, he probably haven't had that, that, uh, that example in his home and stuff. So you can't blame him anymore for what you did. Because especially since you were a Christian and you knew the right thing to do. Does that make sense? Make, yeah, good sense. So, I was about to get mad at you, but then I was like, oh, because she had the spiritual principles. Yeah. She was the one to lead him. Because right. I was like, how did it become her fault? But, <laughs> because she knew the spiritual principles. Yeah, you knew the right thing to, to do and you did wrong because you wanted the man. Your ego wanted the man more than it wanted what was right. So you said, 
you know, goodbye to the principal, let me have this man so I can control him and dominate him and run over him and feel like I'm, feel like I'm God. <laughs> you decided that you wanted to be God, so that's why you gave up God. Isn't that true? That's why we laugh. <laughs> Is that true or not? No, I didn't want to control him. That's not true. It's, true. it's true. not. No, it's not true. <laughs> I did not want to control him. So why would you marry a weak man then? I mean, um, why would you even move in with a weak man? And well, get we have children, and I wanted to, you know, my children to grow up in the same way that I grew up, and I wanted them to, you know, have a well-balanced did, uh, life. Did you, did you have the children before you moved in together? Uh, uh No. So that wasn't the reason you moved in. Well, to stay, to stay for as long. Uh, right, but That's why did you move in then if you didn't want to control this weak man that you met? And why is he weak? Um, I guess because I, you know, I loved him. Did but you, I, I wouldn't say I wanted to, I don't want to control the man. So then why do you try to control the man? I don't want to try to control him. So why do you do it though? I'm asking why do you do it? I understand that you don't oh, want okay. to, um, but what? why well, do you do I, something that I you don't want like, to do? I feel like that he um, completely, he has, like you said, he has not had anyone in his family to show him what it is to be a man. And so when I try to bring that wisdom to him, he completely shuts me off and does not want to hear certain things that can save our lives financially, physically, Etc. Etc. Right. And uh, and now that I see how his mom raised him, it totally does not coincide with the way I was raised. So we're really unevenly yoked that way. But if we were both open to one another, we could bring our strengths and our weaknesses and become but one. I know, but the problem is the reason he's rejecting your wisdom is because you don't have any wisdom. Oh, okay. Yeah, a wise person wouldn't live like that. A right. wise person wouldn't try to control another one. A wise woman would not, she would give her husband some advice and if he didn't take it, no problem. Right. She would just stand back and let him work it out. So he rejected your so-called wisdom because, because it's not wise wisdom. Mm -hmm. It came strictly from your ego. You're just like his mother, you're trying to control him too. But you would say, I'm not like your mother, but you really are, you're mama too to him. And that's why you get mad at him when he doesn't <coughs> do what you want to do. Mama is mad. God is mad. And his mother was the same way. When he didn't do what she wanted him to do, she was mad. So he did end up with mama, even though you say you're not mama. Well, that's what my father said. So. <laughs> yeah, you're mama. Mm -hmm. And that's, you got to take your eyes off him and look at yourself. Right. So that you could start changing. And hopefully he would see that in you. Maybe then he would change. But you can't force this man to change. You, can't, you haven't even changed yourself. That makes sense? Makes yeah. Um, and so if you see that I'm right and you said that you do, you need to go home today and apologize to him and back can't do off. That. Can't do that. You can't apologize. I could apologize, yeah. Well, what do you mean I can't do that? Uh, he's not in my house anymore, so. Oh, you put him out? He was living in your house? No, we well, it was our house together, but no. So how, you, how, you, how did you put him out of his own house then? How were you able to do that? I don't know. I just was able to do it. And he, was, he, and he walked away, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. A woman would never, ever, but never, <laughs> never, never, 
Ellen, put me out of my house. He needs to put on the man role. He, I mean, and I, I know I'm at fault yeah. for a lot of things. We're both at fault for a lot of things. Well, let's okay. just say you first. It's yeah. about you and not about him. Okay, yeah. It's about you at fault. Mm -hmm. And now you're putting the man out. Now his children don't have a father. Mm -hmm. And you're okay with that. Mm -mm. So then why'd you put him out there? Anger. Anger got a hold of me. Yeah. You're a very selfish woman. And it's not about the children, it's about you. You gotta go to your husband and apologize. You gotta find him and say, you know what, honey? I was wrong, I'm sorry. I gotta get me together. I've been wrong in this. And don't worry about if he apologized or not. Then if you're sincere about it, God will start right away changing your heart. He really will. And then you start seeing things differently and you'll have compassion for him rather than judging him. <coughs> I woke up this morning I told her because oh, I feel like I'm going through my 12 step program and I, this morning did I not say I need to apologize to Will yeah you got to apologize and back off and let God change your heart because you're going to destroy the children if you, you know, how old are your kids? 8 and 6 Yeah, you're going to destroy them if you don't drop this anger you have for your husband and for your father and for your mother and toward yourself you're going to kill everything around you. The next man that comes into your life, you'll you kill him too. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. I can't hear you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have I said anything that's not true uh, concerning you? No, no. Are you surprised to discover these things about yourself or you already know them? Well, I've been, you know, uh, in meditation for a while so a lot of thoughts have been revealed to me about my part yeah so most definitely well will you now go and apologize mm -hmm. I woke up this morning and said I'm gonna apologize to him before I even came here yeah and what will you apologize for for talking to him the way that I've been talking to him yeah. for um, make making him <laughs> feel less than a man the way that I have and um, uh, for putting him, you know, out of the house and being angry yeah. over everything that he's been doing and saying. That's amazing. That's good. All in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I bet you had your Bible right there by the bed. <laughs> Is that true? Ain't that something? She'll cuss him out and then go to bed and read the Bible and feel holy. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That is amazing to me. But you're and not he's the only not one. wrong. We ain't on him. God just had to go there. So what now? He's not wrong. It's not about him. I know. I it's understand. About her I, and I right totally, now. you know what? He's not here. We've been talking about it, and that's been my take, right? Yeah. That you have to look at you and make the changes within yourself, and this man is going to see that and follow because you have the spiritual laws. But he's wrong in some stuff he did, too. Maybe it's so, nothing. or maybe not. But she got an answer for herself. She is on her. He's not here. He's not asking the questions. I'm not talking to him. Okay. I'm no, talking. But remember we talked about that yesterday, that no matter what he does, that I have my own salvation. That's right. And then my mother was reading about a quarrelsome wife and all that. So no matter what he does, that I still have to answer to God. And you I can't react answer. and let him steal my salvation. And he has to answer God. Himself, right, right. You know, That's right, and you can have peace in life while he's tripping. Right. But if you, are, you have all this hatred and stuff, you're never going to have peace. Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
you need to go and deal with your mother too. Forgive her because she is recreating you and her image. You're not even yourself. You're 100% mama, your mama. No, my mother and I and are then, nothing alike. I'm my father, actually. Okay, my so you're nothing like your mother, right? No. no. Okay, we got two witnesses here. We, we grew up together, so. Okay. No, my yeah. mother is very submissive to her husband. No matter what he does, she just, you know, she talks to me all the time. I'm very willful in my behavior, and I, instead of taking on my mother's characteristics, right. I've taken on my father's strong characteristics. And uh, my mother totally is a different woman than who I am. You are just like your mother. It's just that you are outward with it, and she's quiet with it. A submissive woman is probably the worst kind because quietly they are controlling and destroying. <laughs> No. You know, and they look, bring your mother she next really time. My mother would never come She would never come here. She would not come she here. Would never. She really uses she the spiritual principles. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, she's One. a Jehovah's Witness. This is... Oh, she's a Jehovah's Witness. Yes, she is. She would never yeah. come here. Okay, this is what I want you to do then. Now that you're getting some insight about what's going on, I want you to observe your mother and father relationship. Are they still together? They've been together for over 40-something years old. My dad has Alzheimer's. She takes care of him, so no. they don't have that oh, interaction anymore. She just totally takes care of her well, husband. I want you to just observe your mother. Don't judge her. Just deserve, uh, observe her. Mm -hmm. A quiet, supposedly submissive woman like that is the worst kind because they're controlling in like a helpless manner. They appear to be helpless, but behind the scene, all hell is breaking loose. Mm -hmm. We're just watching and see. Just observe and come back and say, you know what? You were right. I mean, you were wrong. But she's not as innocent as you think that she is. And she's not as weak as you think she is. No, she's not weak. My yeah. mother's very strong. And she had control of your father more so than you think that she did. And whatever, for whatever reason, you, you, know, you believe you became closer to your dad, and maybe you did, but your mother has influenced your life too. Have, are you able to tell her the truth about herself? Mm -hmm. When she's wrong, mm -hmm. and she say, "I'm sorry, uh, daughter. I'm, I uh -huh. was right." My, yeah, my okay. mother. Oh yeah. Definitely. I would love to meet your mother. Observe her a little bit and, let, and come back and talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. All right. But in the meantime, drop your anger, so that you can start dealing with your family the right way before you lose your husband and your children. All right. But watch your mother. Just stand back and look at her and see what you've been missing. All right. Okay. I guarantee you it's gonna open your eye. It's gonna blow your air for a while. But you gotta right now start working on yourself and stop pointing the finger at your husband. Yeah, I've made steps to do that. Yeah, and and only apologize if you absolutely see that you're wrong, mm -hmm. and you know ask God to let you see yourself so that you can apologize and go free. Otherwise, you're gonna destroy your whole family and blame him for it. Mm -hmm. Yes, he has his issues, but it's your issues that we're trying to deal with now. Because God will protect you from the world around you if you can overcome your own personal anger. All right? So will you let me know how that goes? I certainly will. Did this help a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much stuff you already knew. You just hadn't faced it all the way. Is that right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, good. And back off the husband for now. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I root for the husband all the time. Oh, good. Pastor. I do. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's move forward. We're talking about life. Do you, Faith, you have a good life? Yeah, it's, 
It's improving a lot. And what is making your life good? Um, uh, not <coughs> struggling with any. Not dark, what? Not struggling with any, with any darkness that I see that comes through my mind. Not trying to fight the fight that's already been won. You know, I, I've always tried to struggle with the doubts and stuff, and that just sucked me into them. Oh, okay. So I know a lot better not to do that. And then, so now my life is. Uh, I'm doing things that I have the motivation now to do things that I see, you know, the good ideas and stuff, and and you know, follow through with them. And uh, okay, how about you? Uh, you have it. What you have a good life? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think so. You're not having a good life. Why not? Well, it's all right. I mean, I'm it's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can take it or leave it. It's all right, huh? Yeah. How about you, sir? You have a good life? For the most part, yeah. And, and, and why not all the way? Challenges, situations, circumstances I've got to deal with. Like what, for an example? Getting closer to God. Getting closer to Him? You want to get closer to Him? Learning more words, yeah. incorporating more words, walking in more words. And, and that seemed to be a struggle to get closer to Him? No, not a struggle. When you say incorporating more word, getting into more word, what do you mean? Just making sure I stay in touch with the word. You mean to study the Bible or something? Yeah. And, stay in touch. And, and does that help? Yes, it does. In what way? Um, it just it balances what I got to deal with in the world. I'm getting the truth. Yeah. I'm getting the way I should be walking, the way I should be living. Oh, okay. And so why do you struggle? Why don't you just relax and let it happen? Well, that's the struggle right there. It's hard to relax. You know it. You know it. But you just got to gotta know it. And you got to do it. Okay, God, lead me. Guide my steps. You got the scripture. Good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Boom. Order my steps. You know, just making sure that you walk in the word, live in the word, and stay connected to God. And it's, and it's just hard to relax and do that because your mind won't let you. What is, what is preventing you from just doing that? Well, I do that. That's the, that's the battle. Did, so you do it, but yet you struggle with it, you say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you want to know how to relax and not have to struggle at all? That would be nice. Yeah, just let it happen? That would be nice. Okay. This man here is going to tell you how to do that. <laughs> Yeah, stop struggling with the Lord or with life. How to stop struggling? Is it, basically, it's when you see that it, you're not going anywhere and you can't make yourself go anywhere and you are what you are and that's that. And it's not going to change unless something new, you see something new. So do you struggle with life? Uh, at times. You do? And so if what you just said is true, why do you struggle? Uh, I'm not struggling that much. I'm, I'm just a little bit. I'm coming to see that, that it doesn't work. Oh, okay. But what is preventing you from totally letting go? That's a good question. <laughs> I've heard you ask that before. I, I think you said, you said to people, well, why don't you totally give up all anger? Right. I've heard you say that. Yeah. But you know what? I guess it's just there's something in you that just doesn't want to. Otherwise we would, or we can't do it. We either can't do it or we don't want to. Would you like to give up total... Anger, anger, all anger. One moment, one moment, all anger. Do you believe it's possible? 
I don't even know if it's possible. I don't even know. You don't know if it's possible to let I, I all imagine, anger go. Yeah, is it possible for me at one moment to let all anger for every conceivable thing that's going to happen <laughs> now and in the future is going to happen? I, I don't know. Do you believe that may be possible? It, yes. But you don't, okay, you believe it's possible. I believe it may be possible, but do I believe, can I do it? That's the question. Oh, I see. You believe it's possible, but you don't believe it can happen to you. Well, I don't, that you I don't could go know. angry, I you really could become an angry free zone. I don't know. Really. Uh, okay. You don't you know. You could say to me, give up all anger. Will you give up all anger? And I'll say, yes, I'll give up all anger. But you'd be lying to me, huh? But then when I go tomorrow, but then what if a week from now I get angry? So then, <laughs> but why would you worry about a week from now, though? What? Why would you be concerned about a week from now? Why worry about that? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm worried about it. I'm just saying that... You're saying what if something I'm saying happens. I could say it, but what does, I, what does saying it mean? I understand. Okay. I could say it, but is that the truth? Do you believe that you can live a life with no anger at all, that that's possible, to have yes. none at all? Yes. And so why don't you let all your anger go? That's a good question. You believe it's possible to live a life with no anger, but yet you won't let yours go, right? What good is it doing you to have it? It's not doing me any good. Yeah. Is it possible to believe in God and have anger? Is it possible to believe in God and have anger? Hmm. And this young lady is going to tell you in a minute, but let me hear from you. While he's thinking about it, the phone lines are open if you just tune in, uh, you can call me. Whatever question or comment you may have, 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663. Or you can email, um, I thought I'd say radio, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, name and town. Yes, sir. Is it possible to believe in God and have anger? Yeah, I believe it probably is possible, yeah. It is possible? Probably, yeah. Is that possible? I think so. You think so? Is that possible? To believe in God and have anger? I can't. I think so. <laughs> Do you believe in God? Yes. You believe in God? And you believe in God? Right? Yes, sir. And is it possible to believe in God and have anger, sir? To believe? To believe in Him and have anger. To believe that there is a God, yes. Yeah, you're twisting my question, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. So you're right. It is possible to believe that there is a God and have anger. But is it possible to believe in Him and have anger? You mean believe in Him like being being a Christian or saying yeah. that you no? No, no. Um, is um, can you ride two horses at the same time? No. You ever tried that? No. Can you ride two horses at the same time? I have trouble riding one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> bouncing, that bouncing thing. <laughs> can you ride two horses at the same time? No, I can't. So how can you serve two gods at the same time? Is anger of God or of the, the devil? The devil. So how you can serve two gods at the same time? You can't. So how can you believe in God and have anger? I don't know. <laughs> 
Can you ride two horses at the same time? No. So, and can you serve two gods at the same time? No. So how can you have anger and, and believe in God to serve the, the deceiver and the truth? Is, I would think that anger is just part of our flesh. And if you absolutely believe in God, then, you know, you can get sad, you can get fear, you can have angry, all of these things that are not part of the fruitage of God's spirit. But because every now and then you may have a breakdown or you haven't been reading the word or whatever, and certain things can happen that you so, have no control over that can make you angry. So you're saying your anger is in your, in your skin? I'm saying it's part of your emotions. It's an emotional thing. And it's your, your emotion is fleshly? Yes. It is. It's somewhere. How is that? It's a spirit. How is it fleshly? Well, it can cause a lot of physical ailments when you're angry. But it's not fleshly though. It's spiritual, right? Right. So what do you mean then? How could you stop yourself from becoming angry? <laughs> I mean, you could love God and, and know Him, but how do you stop yourself from becoming angry if somebody does something that you cannot control and it hurts your children? How could you stop yourself from becoming angry? But God said that you can't believe in Him and have anger. You can't serve two gods. And anger is of the devil and love is of God. And so he said you can't do this. That's why I'm trying to figure out how you come up with all this stuff you just said. It says that in the scripture that yeah. you cannot be he, angry and love God? He said be angry and sin not. Because when you, uh, you're angry and you sin, you're not of God. You're of your father, the devil. I mean, he also said that perfect love cast out all of that stuff. Fear and doubt and anger and judgment and worry and all that. So when you have him, when you believe in him, all those spirits are taken away from you. You don't have that anymore. But it, what has happened is that the preachers have convinced the people that you can have it by telling you, oh, it's of the flesh. The, the spirit is weak. No, the, the, the spirit is willing, the but the flesh is weak. That's an angry, blind preacher telling you that. <laughs> and, and so what happened, the Christians go around quoting that too, cussing out everybody. Well, I want to do right, but my spirit is the spirit is weak, and the Christians go around destroying their children, their you know their friendship, their relationship. The spirit is willing, and the flesh is weak because the preacher has lied to you. God said you can't serve two God, and anger, which is judgment, which is resentment, is of the devil. So you can't have two natures inside of you. That's why you must be born again so you can have one nature. You're already in the nature of the devil. So, but once you realize that, you know, you have this ego, you're a prideful person. Once you realize that, you drop that, and now you're born of God, and you no longer have that nature. And if that's not in you, then you can't get angry because he'll take it away from you. That makes sense? No? If it doesn't, I want to make it clear. Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah. Had you ever thought of it that way before? Not, not in those terms. I was, when I was thinking of anger, I was thinking like Job's epic battle. You know, as you read Job, he, he became angry with God. I was thinking of anger for the moment. And that's when I say it's a battle because it's not to live and walk in that anger. Yeah. You might be angry for a minute and be like, okay, let me, you know, what am I getting angry about? Let me spend some time, meditate, pray, get out of that frame of mind. I, I totally understand. I've been there, done that. It, it doesn't work. And what's happening is when people teach you the Bible, they teach you in the wrong way, and now you associate your life to Job or Paul. When Paul said, 
the things he wanted to do, he couldn't help himself, so it must have applied to me too, right? And that's a setup. It's an absolute setup. And I'm glad you're here. We're going to show you in a minute how to overcome all that. Um, I want to go back to the life thing because time is going by fast. And I want you to leave here having a good life. It is possible. Um, Patrick, you have a good life. Yeah. You do. And what made your life good? Um, it, just that I'm not, I'm just living it right now. And uh, everything about myself that I see is not a reason to judge myself or other people because that's the way I have lived uh, almost all my life just through uh, judge, judging other people, feeding my ego through judging people. And uh, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm much more clear now about myself and what I see and it's, it's easier for me to see who I am now without judging myself. Interesting. How about you, Hermes? You have a good life? Yeah, I have a pretty good life, as long as I stay out of my imagination. Uh. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, as long as I'm out of that, out of my imagination, yeah, I do have a good life. You do. Um, how should I put this? I want you guys to really, really, and I can't give it to you. I can't make you do it, right? But I want you to somehow or another find it in your heart to really put, and I'm not saying you're not. I'm just throwing this stuff out so you can think about it. But I want you to really put it in your heart to seek God first. And there's no end. I mean, even once you find him, because you will find him, there's so much more to discover that you don't know, and we don't even know that we don't know. We don't know until it's unfolding to us so that we can see it. But it's there for us to see. And you got to know that you don't know that you know that you don't know before you will know. <laughs> you got to know that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know before you will know. Because one thing about me, I know I don't know. Really. I know I don't know. And I know of myself I can do nothing. And because I know that, and the only way I know that because it was revealed to me that I don't know nothing. I didn't even know I didn't know anything. I thought I knew it. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't know that you don't know, how do you find out that you don't know? He would reveal it to you. Because I thought I knew too. I had the scriptures. I had the Bible. I was doing the dance. Not even knowing that I didn't know that I didn't know that I didn't know. Isn't that amazing? He even had to show me that I didn't know. My mama had the word, my daddy had the word, grandma had the word, and they were passing the word on to me. And I still didn't know that I didn't know. That's why you got to seek. You got to seek. Are you having a good life? Yeah. You are. And, and what is a good life for you? A good life for me is realizing now that I'm a servant. And because I've been willing to let go of my ego, and my life is good. As a servant. How about you, little son? Yes, I have a good life. You have a good life. And what is good life? Good life is, you know, I come from a family of warriors. They worried about everything. And they were Christians? Um, they were Christians. They, they claimed to be Christians. <coughs> and you know, looking back on it, you know, they didn't really have any faith, you know, in God. And, and that's the way I was, too. So when I talk to them now and observe, you know, how they are, 
I realized that my life would have been that way. Yeah. Had I, you know, had I not started to seek him. Yeah. Good. Uh, I want to ask the ball here again, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who scouting you, sir? <laughs> you said what? Did you go to an Indian reservation or something? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Are you having a good life? I'm starting to. And what make what is making it good? Um, dealing with my situations and um, for the most part choosing the uh, right, right decision. Making the right decision. Yeah. Okay. Let me do this because of time, and I, I want to move a little faster because time is absolutely going by. Because I want to talk about this life. You had a question? Yes. Yeah, you, you talked about putting God first. I hear that say, said a lot. Yes. And assuming it means people, uh, meaning through prayer, but I also believe it probably means a lot more than that. What do you mean by putting God first? That's a good question. What do I mean by putting God first? Oh, I got it. And putting God first is getting to know yourself. When your focus is on you, then your focus is on God. And it's not that you are God, but that's what causes you to find Him. But if your focus is on anybody or anything else, first, you'll never find Him. And so it has to be on you. That's a very good question. Because I noticed that, I mean, because I noticed that most people, 99.999% of people, the focus is not on them. It's on the world around them. It's on their husband, their children, their wives, their money, their this and that. And so they never find him because they're looking in the wrong places. So when you get to know yourself, then you will know him. That's what I mean by, by that. Uh, my focus uh, is sometimes not on God at first. And, uh, but right now I'm okay with that in the sense that it, it, it's not artificial. I used to artificially try to make yes. my focus on God first because I was told to put it on God first. Yeah. So it was kind of like not out of love. It wasn't a, a gift of love. It was like a gift of, okay, I'm going to put you first. But I didn't really mean it. And so I see a lot of things I do now that are selfish, but I, it, it, I feel a lot better about it in the sense now because that's what is in me. So I'm kind of I'm letting myself live instead of holding myself back and trying to say I'm putting God first. And so your focus is on Him then. The fact that you can see what you're doing is to focus on Him. Because you're coming out of denial and you're allowing Him to reveal what's going on with you. Yeah. So that is to focus on Him. Yeah, it just seems so senseless to try to hold back what's in, inside. It's, to, it's, it's a lot easier now to live because of Okay, I want to do this, I do this, but I'm keeping an eye on what's going on. It's got to be on you. And you can't do it just because I said it. You have to desire to do it. You have to desire to know yourself. He said, know thyself. And what you're going to see about yourself is that you're no darn good. There's nothing good about you. You're, you're nothing. And that's what people don't want to see about themselves, so the focus is put out there. And they don't understand that if they see that they're nothing and of themselves they can do nothing, then he'll work through them and they'll become something. You know? But you gotta focus on yourself. And that's what I mean, keep your mind on God. I notice I have certain beliefs about things and they may or may not be correct. No. But I'm willing now to kind of go and follow the belief, at least it's inside me at the moment, 
and um, it's easier. It's kind of like point. you know when people say when you make mistakes, make them quick. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what that is because if you don't make mistakes quick, they kind of sit inside you, and you you're full with a bunch of beliefs, but you haven't really put them out there. Because once you put them out there, the world there's kind of a, uh, an intelligence in the world that shows you your beliefs are either right or wrong. That's right. But to put them out there shows it, you know what I mean? Very good. I want to warn you guys and lady, you need to dump all of your beliefs. Dump them here in the room and leave them. Every belief you have is wrong. You don't have one that's right. Everything you believe in is wrong. Anybody doubt that? You? Who said that? And why do you doubt it? Because my beliefs are in God. <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, that's <clears throat> what I believe I'm trying to do. <laughs> I don't have any beliefs outside of what God is wanting for. I can't hear you. I said, I, I don't, I, I, and I'm searching in my mind. Like, right. what do I believe? And that's what I want you guys. I want you to not just let me throw this out at you. You don't think about it. You don't question it. Because if you don't see it for yourself, then it's not yours. I want you to see, and this is new to a lot of people. So I could be up in line. I could absolutely be making all this up. Mm. If you don't see it for yourself, it does you no good. You know, so, I don't believe nothing you say until I go over it in my mind. There you go. <laughs> and so you said, you said that your belief is in what? Is in the spiritual laws. That's what I... That's the only thing you believe in? What else? I mean, I, I give, I'm trying to give an a, a idea of if I say I believe in something, I believe in the power that God uh, of God in the laws that he tells us. I, I believe in faith. I believe in, so, you know, prosperity by sowing, by giving to receive back. I believe in the spiritual laws. <coughs> I don't think I believe in nothing else. I don't believe in myself. And why do you believe in the spiritual laws? Why do I believe in the spiritual laws? And all this other stuff you just named, why do you believe in those things? Because I've looked at several religions and, or religious things, beliefs or whatever, and they all, Buddha, African religions, Christianity, Catholic, they all seem to have these spiritual principles. And those are the ones that I believe in. And so you gather I, up all that and you start believing in those things? No, I don't believe in those things. I believe that that is, okay, this is what God is telling us to do, to follow mm. these spiritual laws. So I'm believing in God as I know from this right. or from what people tell me. I don't know. I have to think for a moment if I'm believing that's in what anything I want else. Because I don't think I'm believing. Once you start to think and question yourself, you'll start to see. You know, you got to do that. Because we've been so trained and so taught that we don't even know that we don't know that we don't know. Sure. We think that we know. And we really don't know that we don't know that we don't know. But when you start to know yourself and start questioning things, then you'll come to know. That makes sense? Yeah, because yeah, I seek all the time. Yes. Yes. I, I, the way you're stating it, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, exactly what you mean by your beliefs, but there are things that we believe that are false. Right. Those things need to be shown. But there are things that we believe, I'm going to use the word believe, there are things that are in us that we know and want to follow. For instance, to take a simple real-world real world example, let's take, um, you know, 
Bill Gates or somebody had an idea, or Edison or something, and they had, and they, people around them said, oh, you're crazy, you know, don't do this, but they had a certain belief or a knowing or whatever you want to call it, and they held to it, and that was good. That was something that God was showing them right. so that they could succeed. I don't think that's, it can't be what you mean when you say beliefs. Very good point. This is so good. I want If I was at a black church, I'd be rolling. <laughs> I would be absolutely rolling right now. Um, I want to get to that. Bill Gates believed that he could make a lot of money, that he could create computer or software, whatever it does, and he believed in that, and he did it, right? Right. Right. And you say that's okay to believe in that and do it? I believe it's okay. I about all his reasons or whatever, but right. there's things that people have that are talents and things like that, that they're just, if they believe in that and just let, you know, then they, they roll with it and their right. life works out beautifully. And, and I understand, and I understand what you're saying, and we have to use certain terminology right. to make a point. You know what I'm saying? I believe that I can build a house, right? But, yes, sir. No, I, I, I want to hear back from you first. Well, yeah. about beliefs, um, I know this past week, one thing I noticed that I believe in is my own way. Yeah. And that's one of the main things that, that is stopping me from just doing all good, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, God tells us, yes, sir. Is it about this? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, you said before that we need to dump all of our beliefs. Yes. Okay. Dump them all. Yes. No. In spite of what Patrick said, I still say dump it. No. Uh, when I see the truth about something, I can see it, and you know, and I, and I can see that it is so, and I absolutely believe in it, and nobody can make me doubt that. Okay. Okay. And and that happens from time to time. I get to see things, and you know, there's no doubt about it. I can see for what it is, and I, be, in, I mean. Believing into it is just totally natural. I mean, uh, I, I couldn't think or see or imagine it in any other way. Okay. I understand that. And let me say again, now, when we communicate with one another, we are going to use certain words. I, I don't want to be extreme in this thing, but I'm trying to make it simple so you can have a good life. Uh, yes, ma'am. Your belief in whatever it is is what manifest it. So if I believe that if I jump out of a plane, I'm going to have a heart attack, when I jump out of a plane, I will have a heart attack. I will have a heart attack your, just thinking about it. <laughs> your belief in whatever it is uh, yeah. helps that thing manifest. If you believe That's you can right. build a house, I don't care. With no, with no education, with nothing, you would be able to build that house because yeah. your belief in it is what causes it to manifest. If you believe you can save, you can do it. If you don't believe you can save, you're never going to save. If you don't believe you can build a house, you're never going to build a house. You said if you don't believe you can save? Save money. Oh, if you save, don't believe yeah. you can save money, yeah. you're not going to save. But if you have one aorta of belief, like maybe I can do it, then that will cause you to try. Yes. And then it will cause you to seek. And then um, people will come into your existence that will say, you know what, this is a good way to save. Those things will start to manifest because of your belief in that. I, you, I, everybody understand that? Yes. Anybody disagree with that? No. Nobody disagree with that? No. So how do you say dump your belief? 
I didn't say I agreed or disagreed yet. I'm just okay. uh, <laughs> I'm doing something here. Yes, ma'am. I sort of disagree with what she's saying. Why? Because it, it seems to me that it has to be revealed to you. Just That's like positive thinking to me, like saying I could build a house. I can't build a house. Even if I believe I can, I can't anyway. <laughs> but if you tell yourself enough sign that you can, you will eventually get up and try, right? You try. And so if you try, won't you succeed at building a house? Maybe not. I mean, I could try and say I'll be a, a brain surgeon, but I can't. Oh, okay. I mean, there's a limit. You don't believe in it. You got, when you have that belief in it, nothing stops you. Only the, um, everything that will drive you to it will, will compound on your belief. But if you if you say, well, I can say I can build a house, but I don't think I could, you don't believe it. When you believe in something, nothing can block you. Nothing can stop you. Not somebody telling you, not enough money. Nothing stops you when you believe in a thing. Nothing stops you. It, it's true. How many people agree with that? <coughs> Frank, you agree with that, right? I do. Yeah. And what she's saying is right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got proof. <laughs> I know with me, with the idea I have with my business, it's a good idea, and I do believe in it. Right. I do. Um, but I'm not trying to hold on to a belief. Like every day, that's, I think when, when you're in the moment, you're not in your head. That's just there. Why don't that, you believe in your business? Well, I do. But I'm not trying to hold on to it. It's not like, a, it's like every day I have the motivation for it, you know, and it's, it's, it's like I'm not trying to trying to hold on to the belief, but it's just naturally there when I'm not in my head, when I'm not, you know. And that makes sense to you? Yeah, it's like, but because you're about to drive me a drink right now. Really? Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't really agree when you say you know dump all your beliefs because I think some beliefs, like Patrick was saying, there there are some good like to believe in something in a good way, but it's not. It's not, um, it's not like, it, I think you could believe in something in a good way, yeah. and that's through faith, or you can believe in a false idea, or even believe in a good idea in, in a willful way. And so how do you determine which way is good or which way is bad you just, to believe in? You just live in the moment. When so you're you not, believe that it's good to believe in your business? Yeah. You, know, you believe yeah. in it. How many yeah. of you believe it's good to believe in your business? You believe in it, like have confidence in it? Well, I'm just asking the belief question here. I don't believe in my business. You believe it's good to believe in your <coughs> You have another question? Oh, okay. Do you believe it's good to believe in your business service? Yeah. And you got to relax. This is not a test. This is a fellowship. No, this is real church. Business, this is real church. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I believe it's good to believe in your business and so you can go out there and do your best. But I, I don't know who said that we should dump our belief. I agree with that because what you I know is that I try to... Belief? Huh? You say you agree that you should adopt your belief? Yeah, because I... So if you adopt your belief, how are you going to believe in your What business? I'm saying is that if you believe in certain things or ideas, like I notice I'll try to apply those things in certain situations, and those beliefs may not necessarily apply in that moment or in that situation. So <coughs> if you don't have those ideas and those beliefs, you tend to deal with things in that moment as you see them. But if you have this belief in your mind, you try to apply that, you know, like a, in a kind of a talk way. That seems yes. You, you don't believe in your business. You believe that you can do it, but you don't believe in your business. Right. Right. You see? 
Okay. That's that is that, so everybody that, agree with that. That's that what yeah. makes the business happen. You're, right. You're you believing see? in your common sense, really. You're, that's that's what it is. You're not holding on to the idea of your business. So here. are you believing in your business or not? It's it no. You're believing in the common sense that gives you all that stuff that gives yeah. you so all that stuff. Yeah, all the good ideas. It's this is so much fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. man, this is better than. Strawberry ice cream, <laughs> nutty coconut, black walnut with peanuts, and all that inside, and cookies. You ever had that? You gotta try it. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I agree with what you're saying about dropping the belief. I think what's confusing is the using the word belief. I think <coughs> what everybody's saying is more having faith. You have faith that this is possible or that is possible, but I don't think you should say you, you believe in, in all of this stuff. I think the difference is the use of the word. I agree. Absolutely right. I agree. God said, when you read the scriptures, God said, have faith in God. Yeah. Now, when you can find that faith in him, the problem is most people don't have that faith. They have this other thing going on and think they have faith. But what you don't know is that when you truly have faith in him, then everything else is going to naturally unfold for you. And, you're, and you don't have belief in it, and you don't doubt it. You can take it, or you can leave it. But if you believe in that business, when it fails, you're gone too. Because whatever you believe in, believes in you, and it controls you. But when your faith is in God, and you're... And that's going to cause you to seek him all the time anyway, because you're watching yourself and everything you do. Your business will unfold. You don't even have to really, you read and you, you know. But everything in life will just unfold like a flower. And, if it, and, and you don't have an idea about it, you know, because if you believe in your business, you're also going to try to make it work according to your belief. And it's tough that way instead of allowing it to naturally unfold for you. And God, that's why God said, have faith in God. He said, don't believe in anything else but that. And that's how he provides for you. But our mind tells us we have a couple of questions. Okay, by the phone. Let me do this. What you don't know is the mind have set you up. And teachers have fed the mind that's already there, and it makes you believe these things and say these things. And of course, you become what you say. You become what you believe in, and life is a struggle. Well, he doesn't want you to believe in any of that stuff because it's here today and gone tomorrow anyway. It brings pain. He would take care of it for you. He would cause, er and I'm, he would cause everything you do to unfold by itself. And all you're doing is watching yourself. And that's why his burdens are light and his ways are easy because you don't have anything to do with it. Your faith is in him. You're, and I'm telling you, the mind got you believing that it's okay to believe in a business. You shouldn't believe in a business. It's a material thing that comes and goes. When the economy goes down, the business is gone. When your friends get mad, they stop coming to your store. <laughs> or if a rumor gets out about you, whether it's true or not, everybody stop coming. And, and your belief along with you down the drain. But you got my, well, not my word, but his word, that if your faith is totally in him, things are coming and going all the time and you're unmoved by them. But my business work and I have nothing to do with it. I'm telling you. 
I, re I don't have sense enough to run a business on my own. <laughs> I need to write a book called Dummy Running a Business. <laughs> really. And I've had two businesses in my lifetime, right? A janitorial service that I started, and I had no clue what I was doing. It ended up in seven years, I had seven full-time employees. But I had, it was unfolding for me. That's how I, when I first started to discover this thing. And then when it was time to sell it, I sold it and started buying. And it's been unfolding for the last 18 years by itself. My belief is not in bond in my business because things are up and down in the business. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be going up and down. I want to stay on that straight and narrow path. So that's why I keep my faith in him. But you got, you got to come out of that darkness of your imagination so you can see what I mean. Now, when you say, I, and I don't, I don't want to be extreme. When you say, I believe in my business, I know you, I think you mean, I don't know what I think you mean, but I think you mean, I hope my business works. But a lot of people don't believe that because when the business go bad, they jump out the window. They become depressed, they go to the doctor. <laughs> now, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but if my business fails, I can't see at this point how it's going to hurt me. I'll just move on to the next thing because my peace is still there. Now, when I'm in business, I work hard. I do the time. I put it in there. You know, I put the time. And that's another thing I was thinking. People waste time in business and in stuff. I know so many people who have had good opportunities, but they have not put the time in there with those opportunities, and they miss the time, and it doesn't work. Have you noticed that? If you don't read, if you don't get up and go to work, if you're not on time, if you don't do this, you're missing the time to make that thing develop, develop. That's another story that I want to talk about one day. Then you missed an opportunity. You've got to put time in to get something back. But I would just think about that off the cuff. But because I can see what I see now, my faith is totally in him, and I have no wants. I have no wants. I feel like everything I already have because I have perfect peace. And so the things I do out here are just fun to do. It's nice to see them work out, and you know, and if, they, if we have a slow point, I'm not tripping behind it. I can't trip behind it because my belief, my faith is not in that. And as far as the spiritual principles, yes, those spiritual principles are out there, but they're not out there for you to believe in. They're out there because he set them up, and if you believe in him, they'll come to order. They'll work. That makes sense? Yeah. Anybody disagree with that? Yes, sir. I don't think you can divorce the two things. Um, if you have, like, for instance, you have your business. Your business ID, you have something that comes to you. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. I'm going to do that. That is a marriage of belief and, quote, unquote, a business <coughs> ID because God put it there. He, God, God works. God shows you every facet of life. I understand what you're saying. Including your business. Yes. It's not like they're somehow divorced and they're not attached. Right, but he's doing, he's, do, he's keeping his promise to me that if I should love him with all my heart, so it might, he'll take care of me. It's like with Paul, your son, right? He loved you. He believed in you. And so you're making those things possible for him. Now, if you didn't give them to him, he's not going to think about them because he doesn't realize he's missing those things. He's just living his life and you're adding on to his life. But his belief is not in the things that you're adding on to him. His belief is told in you, and you're making his life easy and comfortable. Well, let's talk about words, though. You say 
it's not that you believe inside some, something that you see. Well, it's, people do. It's just that you don't doubt something that's put in you, given to you. God puts something inside you. You don't doubt what you see. Because most people will doubt it in their mind, and then they'll never do it. But God put it there. The devil didn't put it there. God put it there. And, and that's right. But if your faith is in God, then you never, you can't doubt anyway. It's impossible to doubt. So whatever coming out of you, you're amazed by it. You're like, wow, this is, this is something else. Right, but yeah. he's putting it there. You are observing that it's there. But your faith is not in that. Right, your, your belief is in the one that's giving it to right, you. Right, That makes sense? Yeah. And now he's allowing it to come out of you or whatever or adding it on to you. Right, all, yeah, and I, we were saying the same thing. But all I'm saying is people will doubt because something is there to do. It's right, and even Fabian said it earlier, it's right amongst you. It's already obviously right there. And all you need to do is do it. But people typically, their brain tells them something else. They go into their thought. And then they get completely off on some other track. You may be right. I just don't know what you're saying. So <laughs> I, I don't want to argue that because I don't. You're probably right. I just can't see the point you're making right now. You guys see the point he's making? No. Yeah. He's saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he may be saying the same thing that I'm saying. So don't doubt yourself. You may be saying the same thing. Yes. Could you? Uh, could you? <laughs> I heard the devil say, "Doubt yourself." Doubt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Could you clarify what this lady said in the green that she said that she believes she could build a house, she right. believes it? To me, that was like believing in herself. It is. And that's no, a wrong belief. That's not what I mean. But that's not what she means. Right. I, I don't know. But that is a... That's and how a lot, it sounded. A lot of people teach you that. You could go and be taught, you know, believe that you can conquer and you can. Right. Believe you can climb a mountain. No doubt it. And so you'll convince yourself, yes, I can climb this mountain. And you'll go out and climb that mountain, but your soul is still lost. You're still empty. You know, you just convince yourself to carry out a material act. That's all. It has done nothing for your true self, your spiritual life. So how, how is it that you could build a house? Is it that you believe in God and he reveals it to you that... It's well, just natural that you, you have, would maybe do it. You have unbelievers building houses all the time. You can, sure. you can learn how to do it <clears throat> by a teacher teaching you, or you can go out there and start building it and discover along the way how to fill it, finish it. You, know? right. you can do it in a, you can carry out a physical act. Without saying, I believe I can do it. Yeah, you can do it without saying it. Yeah. yeah. What, what is the right way is what I want to know. Well, I'm talk I think I may be talking about two different things here. I'm talking about how to have a, a, a spiritual life with your spiritual father and so that you can have the life that he intended for you to have in the way that he intended for you to have so that he would take care of you. Right. You know, there are many ways to go, or I guess several ways to go build a house. Right. You can go out there and just start building it, ask questions and make it happen. Right. You can convince yourself you can and go and try it that way. But there is another way that you can live too. That's the way I want to know. Right. That is given to you to know. It 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 just happens. Yeah, it just sort of happens. Yeah. And without words. Okay. Let me yeah, let me look at the time. Oh, I, it's for you. And you if you trust in God for your everything, all your needs, then you will be led to if it's for you to build a house. If it's for you to build bond, that's for Jesse. Whatever it is for you, if you're living in according with God, if you're seeking God, asking God, I just use the house as, you know, something. But 
If you're saying, God, I'm seeking you, show me what it is I'm supposed to do, then you'll go do something that you had no idea you could do it. And he'll put Let me tell you something else beautiful about that. When you are, the Bible calls it, born again, you don't even have to say, God, show me what you're having to do. It's like you're walking in his presence anyway, and you're just seeing what to do. It's like when you, turn, when you go out your door and the sunlight is bright like it is today, you don't say, son, show me the way to go, right? Because he's already made the way. You can see, you don't have to turn your car lights on or anything. But that's how bright the spirit is within us. Now I want to say you desire his will be done, you know. But you don't have to keep with words talking to him like that. He's real smart. And he has it all figured out. <laughs> it's already figured out. I'm telling you. And we become his sons and daughters. He is a good father. He makes it work for us. Now let me tell you what I got to do. I got to answer some calls that I just called. And there's something else I haven't really completed yet that I want to talk about this life thing that I brought up earlier. And I want you to understand about life so that when you leave here and when you leave here, you have some clue about life. This young man has been waiting a long time, long time to say something. I want to get to him. Two things. And then I know you have. And make them short, both of you, because okay. of time. Uh, the first one went back to when this young lady right here was talking earlier. She said that she, was, she wasn't happy, but yet she also knew that God was carrying her. And I think that, um, I, I know that's kind of a learned way, but I think that if you really knew that God was carrying you, you wouldn't worry about it. It would be like it would be like that that little story you told about his son. Yeah, Paul. there would be no anger at all, not toward your husband or anybody. If you truly knew that he was carrying you, you would have great compassion for your husband, and not be mad at him about anything. I told her yesterday I have compassion for Will. Uh, you would have it, but I'm evolving to that. Right on. So. Right on. Yes. And then the the last thing to Pat, well, to kind of everybody, but to Pat, um, people whether they're spiritual or not, especially when they're young, have a lot of faith in themselves, their talent. You know, people exploit their own talent. So if, if the Bill, I don't know anything about Bill Gates as far as his spirituality, Me but the, 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 what Bill Gates and those type of people do is they, they, got this, they know they can do this thing really well, and they, and they will themselves, and they push to get it, and they fight to get it, and, and that's how they make it. That's, I mean, they, they believe in that more than they believe in anything else. And, and she, she kind of believes, to kind of go back to that, she kind of believes in herself. That's why she can say, I'm depressed or I'm uh, not happy, and, and I, yet I still know God is carrying me. Because she believes in herself, not necessarily so much in what's, maybe what's right or, or God. She has faith more in what she's going to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And you got to be, and I'm only making this point, and I know we have all these ideas being thrown around, but I want you to know you can't believe in yourself. You got to believe in God, and there's a way to do that. Because if you believe in self, then that's what you're going to become, self. Uh, absent or separated from him. He clearly makes that clear, have faith in God, nothing else but him, and all things will be added. But our faith is in everything else. It is. Yes, sir. Real fast so I can get to this. Real quick, uh, I, I, I wonder what the word believe and belief means. And So I looked it up. It means to, belief 
B-L-I-E-V-E, uh, -E -E, believes means to, do, to accept as true or real, to have credit with reality, uh, I believe you. Belief, B-E-L-I-E-F, the mental act, condition, or habit of placing trust or confidence in another. Mental acceptance, a convention. So there's a difference between the two until you understand the difference you can distinguish uh, uh, one or the other. All right. Thank you. <coughs> yes, let's have a question. The, the call-in question. Uh, one viewer asks, how can you put God first if you believe and feel that you've done so much wrong that you cannot be forgiven? Wow. Yeah. Uh, just the first thing, from where? Scott from Colorado. Um, the way you believe in God, in spite of what you've done, you've got to stop judging yourself. You gotta stop the moment. Just realize you messed up. You've done things that you can't imagine that you've done, and they are wrong. And just don't hate yourself for it. Then belief will come like that. It'll just come. The only reason that you are not able to unite with Him now is because you are hating and judging yourself for the things you've done. And judgment is pride, and pride separates you from God so that you can suffer because pride is the nature of the devil of darkness. So just realize, you know what? I was wrong. I couldn't help myself. I was wrong. And just take the pain of being wrong, then he will come in and save you. That's all that it takes. It's just that simple. But a very good question. The second question is, um, I thought that praying the first thing in the morning is putting God first. Well, it is. But the problem is, it all depends on how you pray. And also... I have a prayer called Be Still and Know. And when you pray, God said you should be still and know him. And, and, and just what he does is he brings you out of the darkness of your imagination. So during the day or during the time, you know, situations come, your eyes are on yourself in the way that you are dealing with life. That's why he say pray without ceasing, right? He causes you to see yourself. And when you're seeing yourself, then you're united with him. But some people get up and pray. You know, they get up and they pray. And as soon as they're finished, they're judging, they're hating, they're carrying on like they never had a prayer. And that's not seeking God. When you seek him, he's going to allow you to see yourself. So through the day or through life, you become closer to him. And a lot of people do pray, but they get nowhere because they lose it as soon as they leave their closet. And that's what the problem is. <laughs> I need some quick yes and no's on this one. Um, I want to talk about life. Are you having a good life? I want to talk about life and what is life. All right. So here's what I, I need a quick answer to because of time. I've been told I have about eight minutes left now. I need to know uh, what is life. What is life? All you folks are having a good life, right? <laughs> what is, first of all, let me ask this way. Yes or no first. Is there a you? You know, I hear a lot of people say, I, me, my, me, myself, and I, all of us. Is there a you? Yes or no? It is. How about you, sir? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes. There is you. And where is he? Where is you? Right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there a you? Yes. There is a you. How about you, Pat? Is there a you? Yes. There is. 
Uh, Susan, are there you? Yes. Yes. Is there a you? Uh, yes. Rhonda, is there a you? As long as my ego's alive, yes. Yes. Um, how about you, Miss Energy? Is there a you? <laughs> I haven't thought enough about it. <laughs> and, uh, isn't that food for thought, though? <laughs> yeah. Do you think there is a you? I don't want to take it where I want to take it. <laughs> I've been wanting to ask you this question all day, all morning, but... I'll let you ask me. Let me get this done. It has to do with you asking me that. Am I you? Oh. Um, uh, oh, God. Just go to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is fellowship. I want you guys to think. That's what I want you to do is to think. I want you to think. Richard, there are you. No. There are you. What is life? I don't know. You don't know what it's like. No, really. Why are you saying I don't know? Have you thought about this before now? No. You hadn't thought about no. it? No. So you're just throwing out I don't know right now? Yeah, right. Robert, what is life? For me, what is life? You have a life, right? Yes, I do. What is it? What is life is uh, being free of anger and be able to overcome challenges with grace and uh, patience, like I said before. What is life? Uh, me? Yes, sir. Life... Uh, Life is really a discovery, uh, and uh, the discovery for the ultimate that uh, we are really here for. God, in other words. What is life, sir? I couldn't yeah. answer that in a sentence. What is life? Life is uh, when you connect to God. What is life, Hermes? You have life? Do I you have, have life? A life? You have a life? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess. What is it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Are you dead or something? Um, <laughs> you asking, what is it? No, what is it? Life <laughs> is everything that you, that you do. That you is are. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be over 60 days. And I don't have sense enough to know this on my own. I'm telling you this, right? I am not a smart guy, really. I'm dumb as a doorknob. What is life? It's everything that we do, what we are. Everything you do and what you are. Our experiences. <laughs> I've experienced that you've been watching over, huh? <laughs> um, who else? You, you have a life, right? Yeah. And what is life? Uh, it's living out of the thoughts and imaginations so you can live God's will. Wow. Yeah. What is life? <laughs> you, are you nervous? Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm just so scared. <laughs> you know? What is life? Life is right now. This is right, life. right now. Yeah. Amazing. What is life? Life is the mere, first I said you have to be over 60 to answer that, but it's the mere existence, your mere existence. This, this, this existence of this fleshliness. Because I'm spirit, I'm not flesh. So all right. it's, it's, oh, I know what it is. It's um, you're, um, a spirit having a human experience, something like that. You've been watching Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> I saw it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> what is life? You have a uh, life? I read, I read yesterday that life is meaningless and a chasing of the wind. Wow. Wow. I had a friend who said that, he used to say all the time, life is a bee and then you die. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's right. You heard that before, right? Yes. Life yes, is a yes, bee yes, and then you yes. die. And his life was a bee and he died. Wow. Yes. He died an early death 
and his life was to be all the way to death. Isn't that amazing? So throw that bumper sticker away. He believed in that. He believed in yeah. that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was in Ecclesiastics. Okay. Nastasha, uh, you have a life? Yeah. And what is life? Life is, um, I think, discovering things about yourself, um, how you react to things, <coughs> and um, just, 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 it's just about yourself. What is life? There is no life because I've been com commanded to surrender. There is no life because you've been commanded to surrender to what? To God. To God. So you don't have a life. Oh, I can't hear you. No. So you're dead right now? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Uh, did, did you have a question you had your hand? I know it's back with all the beliefs and stuff. Oh, okay. I can't come back to that. I got one minute. First, let me say because I only have one minute. There is no you. There is no I. There is no me. There is no me, myself, and I. It doesn't exist. Only your imagination does that exist. And let me tell you what life is. And I've read this since I was a little baby, little knee baby. This is in Genesis. It said, God said, and this is when God would create everything uh, too. This is when God would create and everything. He created animals and he created everything, right? The birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees. Then God said, let's create man. God said, let us make man in our own image and the likeness of ourselves and let them be master of the fish of the sea and the birds and the animal and so on and so on. And God created man in his image of himself. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God shaped man from the soil of the ground, you know, because our bodies are built from the earth, right? So our physical is dirt, right? He shaped man from the soil of the ground. He blew the breath of life in his nostril. And man became a living being. He blew the breath of life in his nostrils, and man became a living being. We are life itself, and that's why we never die, because we are life. We're not, I'm not Jesse, I'm not anything but life. Life is in me. But the reason we don't see that we are life it's because we've been so dumbed down and brainwashed and so into the ego mind. We are identified with everything that we've been told that we are, and it has separated us from life. We are a living being. That's all we are, a living being, and we're connected to everything alive around us. The flowers, the trees, the animals, the birds, and the bees, every life source, we are connected to it, but we don't see ourselves as life. And when you can see yourself as life, that's why God created us never to die. We're not supposed to be dying. The physical die, right? Because life doesn't die. We are life. We're nothing else but that. There is no you. Now, we have to use the words, I want some bread or I want some water. I want to go here. But if you're not conscious, you don't see who you really are. And we are life. That's why he blew life into us. And that's what we are. 
And when you come into the kingdom of heaven within, you become, all you do is recognize, you become one with, the, you become life. You become alive and you become, you start to live from life. You start to live a life and you start to mature in life. You start to grow. You don't even think about death. You don't worry about death because you can see that you are a life that is going to live forever. And there is no fear in life. We are life. That's all we are. We are nothing else but that. Everything else that you think you are is a lie. It's made up. It's in the ego of your mind. It's a trick that's been given to you by the devil. And he made a promise that he is going to deceive every man and woman and child. And most people, I just saw this this weekend, that I'm, I am life. You know, he breathed life into me. And that's why I have a, I'm a little bit of him. God is life, right? He's love, but love is life. And so he breathed a little bit of his nature. He gave me life. He gave me a bit of his nature, and that's what I'm supposed to live from. But if I identify with anything else, I can never connect to life again. And the devil is constantly, with the help of the world around you, telling you everything but life. And you can't even see the life around you because you don't even know that you're life. You have identified yourself with something else. And life is love. It's perfect love. And it's in us. That's what we are. That's all we are. And that's a big deal. When I say that's all we are, it's a big deal. We are life. He breathed life into us. His nature. He gave us his life. That's what we grow from. That makes sense? Yes. And, I mean, does that help a little bit? Yes. I was driving down the road, and the Lord showed me that. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I am 59 years old. I never heard that. Even though I read the scriptures, the preachers read them over and over. But I never, it never dawned on me that that's what I am, life. I've never identified with being life. Anybody ever identified with being life? He is life. God is life. And he took us, made it his image, and breathed it into us. And we became alive. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, it's amazing for me. Um, so I got 30 seconds to wind this down, right? Oh, before it's over, go to my website at bondinfo.org. Get the Be Still and No CD. We need your tithe and offering, folks, in order for us to continue. We want to get some cameras here so you can see the audience as well, see who is making the comments. And we need your support, your tithe, your offering, your donation. Listen to my uh, radio program Monday to Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, guys. <laughs>